Welcome to Plant-Based FM, a podcast about fitness, mindset, food, and muscle, with your host, Plant-Based Fit Mum, Natasha. Welcome to Plant-Based FM and your host, Natasha Evans, here for a continuance of um, episode uh, because the previous one, if you've not listened to it, do check it out, is about um, eating in a calorie deficit or if you aren't actually in a calorie deficit, but you think you are. And this episode follows on in the fact of, well, what happens if you are genuinely eating in a calorie deficit? but the scales aren't dropping. Um, So I'm just sort of going to open this up because this is another common area and it can really derail people's progress um, and make them want to throw in the towel. And that's such a sad thing to to happen because, you know, obviously you're laying down new habits, positive behaviors. um, And a lot of the time it's just actually being really patient um, and those scales will move. Uh, Everyone is unique. And but typically what I've seen with many clients is that weight loss is not linear. Um, It literally spikes up and down like a heartbeat Um, and the overall linear journey down um, does happen if you was to have a look. But you need to sort of zone out a little bit to be able to or zoom out to see that. Um, So it is really, really normal to see weight spike up and weight spike down. Um, But also, you may have more of a stepped approach. It may be that your weight seems to go along and plateaus for quite some time and then does a sheer drop. And then again, plateaus for a long time and then does a sheer drop. And that's completely normal as well. So understanding about your body is the best way to, you know, get that... um, you know, confidence to, to keep going, but patience is the first thing. Um, and also to remember that there's so many variables as to weight loss. Um, weight loss isn't the same as fat loss. Um, so when the scales aren't dropping, that doesn't mean that things aren't happening under the hood, but there could be other things at play as to why you're not seeing it. So you're, you're absolutely sure you're in a calorie deficit. You're tracking on my fitness pal. You are putting absolutely everything down in the right measurements before you eat it. Um, and you're not seeing that scale drop. Well, there's varying reasons why. So being female, uh, one of the biggest ones is time of the month. Um, naturally, we can hold on to four to six pounds more um, when we step on the scales at this time of month. So um, it's really important to, to track your data and this is why daily weigh-ins will help because you can literally then match, you know, week one, day one with um, week five, day one, um, so that you'll know that you're actually matching the same point of time. But also understand that if you if you was to weigh yourself every day, add that up, divide by seven, you're going to get an average and you can then see over two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks if you are actually dropping rather than trying to see the number on the scale on a daily basis and then get alarmed that that isn't what you want to see because it will fluctuate. And that does really upset a lot of women particularly um, and make someone throw in the towel because they, they, they feel like, you know, they've worked so hard and rightly they have. And then the scale doesn't, you know, give them the number that they thought they were going to see. 
and then they go to comfort eat, you know, because they think, well, why bother? It's not working. When actually it is probably that number on the scale, why that is increasing is not down to, to fat loss at all. It could be down to water retention. Um, that's a big one that happens um, and that can move the scales. And as I said, obviously, if it's uh, the time of the month, then you potentially are going to hold more water. But another reason why you would hold more water. So you take in sodium through your diet. Now, if you've particularly been, um, you know, tracking your food and eating healthily, and then perhaps you go out for a meal and you've still then, you know, tracked your food um, and you've still maintained that deficit. Um, but it's a meal out that you've had to guesstimate one. Obviously, those calories could be incorrect. But also, you don't know how much salt has been used in that food. And if that's higher than what you've been previously having over that week, that's going to have your body again hold on to more water to process. So that could mean that the scale not only doesn't go down, it actually goes up. Um, that will settle after a few days um, and then you would see that drop back down. So sodium is, is a big one as to why uh, you might not see the, the scales dropping. But it's also down to potentially eating, when I say the wrong foods, right foods, naturally you can eat in a deficit and lose weight. I mean, they've done it with the, I think it's um, one of the American sweets. Um, they've put someone on that or the McDonald's diet and, and they have lost weight. But we all know that that's not the healthy way to do it. Um, you're going to feel pretty crappy. Um, but ultimately, if you're in a deficit, you will lose weight. But that doesn't mean that you're getting nutrient dense food. So eating the wrong types of food can obviously, as I said, spike that sodium. Um, and if those foods have got a higher sugar content as well, um, you may just see that that weight does sort of stick a little bit. So it is advisable to try and eat whole foods um, where possible. So, you know, minimized in, in being processed um, and, and you're going to see the best results. So cutting down on that sugar and salt is absolutely going to help. See, you know, you could say, well, I have um, Coke Zero or, you know, Diet Pepsi and that's got no calories. But again, there is artificial sweetness in there and isn't as simple as things, you know. So, yes, you are in a deficit, but your body is processing that in a different way and therefore you could hold on to more water. But also it could be down to the food groups that you're having you know you could be keto or low carb or so you're eliminating a particular uh, complete food group and again that can sort of send your body into um, a state of shock um, and, and remember the body is very clever it's not really concerned about whether you want to lose weight or not it just wants to maintain homeostasis and make sure that your vital organs are functioning as they should so when there's a switch or a change to something, you're putting your body under stress and it doesn't really like it. Um, so again, it's trying to uh, find that balance um, and that could be another reason. Interestingly, obviously, you want to lose weight, so you eat less. Some people go to the extreme and what happens is that they eat less than what's called their basal metabolic rate. And this is the amount of, that's your metabolism essentially. So it's the amount of calories that your body burns at rest. So if you're laying in bed, your body typically needs, you know, obviously if you're a child, it may be less than that, but mo most adults, it's, it's going to be over a thousand calories. 
um, and then it's actually down to your TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, that adds on more calories thereafter. So if you are eating less than your basal metabolic rate, your body hasn't even got the right amount of calories to do the said functions that it needs to. Therefore, the last thing it's going to want to do is drop weight. It will do eventually, but it's going to make it a lot harder. Um, it has to then prioritize of what it needs to work on. So eating too little could be another reason as to why you're not seeing the scales go down. Um, so obviously, as I said there, that's stress um, and going into a calorie deficit is actually putting your body under stress. So if you are particularly stressed as well in your job or whatever it is you're doing um, and then you're in a calorie deficit you are increasing those levels of um, stress cortisol the hormone um, and again that's not working to support your goal of that weight loss so it's really important to implement some strategies to support you uh, to, to be as relaxed as possible. So obviously walking is a great one, not only because that goes into another point, um, as I said, your body is trying to find balance. So if it's in a deficit, it actually subconsciously or unconsciously, I should say, will have you move less. You won't even notice, but you will start moving less frequently because your body is trying to conserve energy. So yeah, getting out for a walk will, will ensure that you're keeping up that activity, but hopefully is nice and distressful because you're out in nature, um, breathing in the air and, and just taking you away from, from work stresses or, or technology. But also workouts um again they're so important for the body and they're great but again they are another stress factor so if you are not able to recover optimally from your workout again that's going to have an impact on to the next one and again why potentially those scales are not going to drop so it is really important to assess how fit um, you feel before you go into workout. So if you're less than 80 percent, um, then and you've got to be honest with yourself, um, then it may be advisable to not train with regards to like colds and stuff like that. Generally speaking, if it's above the head, uh, above the chest, sorry, um, sort of and you're, you're feeling okay-ish, it's good to train. But if it's below the chest, you know, well, I'll say neck, um, that would be a, a signal to, to rest, obviously, because of affecting the breathing. So, um, and obviously uh, a, a natural one that is a big one, um, you know, if you've got underlying health conditions, they could absolutely... Um, be affecting your weight loss, especially if you are on medication, um, if you are perhaps going through the menopause, hormones, fluctuating hormones, there's a lot at play as to why uh, things, you know, may not go the way that you want them to. Um, so yeah, why the scales aren't dropping can be all of those things. But do remember that weight loss isn't the same as fat loss. And from a scientific uh, standpoint, Although this has been um, disputed or rebuffed, it generally still gets used of 3,500 calories equates to one pound of fat loss um, over a week. Then you're looking for a 500 calorie deficit per day. How you do that um, is going to ensure, obviously, that you drop that fat loss 
not just the number on the scales. So um, your body is made up of over 60% water. Um, you've got water in the muscle. Um, you've got, so that's intracellular, cellular, extracellular, and around the body, obviously in your blood. All of these things um, make um, up that body. Um, if you're not hydrating enough as well, um, your body's going to hold on to more water. So do make sure that you're drinking at least two litres of water a day as an adult, maybe nearer three, um, obviously depending on your um, height and weight, uh, male or female, as to, to how much water you actually, your body actually needs. But another sort of example on that, yes, you can sort of do the analysis of the pee of what color it is, but also that you should be going to the toilet roughly around every two hours. So if you're not, um, that could actually mean that you're dehydrated. So do stay hydrated uh, because even just a 2% drop in hydration can really impair workouts. So again, that's putting your body under stress. And if your body's under stress, then it's not going to lose weight. So it's never as simple as we think, but ultimately try to have a relaxed approach about it. Don't, you know, fixate on the number on the scales. Try to look at your body composition in the mirror. How are your clothes feeling? Um, you know, how are you measuring yourself? Are you looking at progress pictures? And also remember, if you are training hard in the gym and you are progressing by lifting, moving heavier weights, you ultimately are looking to, to maintain your muscle mass or even um, increase that. And again, obviously, uh, whether you're holding more muscle now and less fat, the scale is going to then still be the same. But what's going to be different is the amount of volume that the fat took up is going to be less to the amount of muscle. So again, um, the scales may not move. And, and unless you've got, I mean, you, you can buy the digital scales that will give you sort of um, an indication of your muscle and fat mass, but um, by bioelectrical impedance, um, but they're not hugely accurate. So the best ones are the DEXA body scans, which cost a lot of money, or in bodies um, that can give you your skeletal muscle mass analysis and your fat mass. Um, but even then, they can still be sort of manipulated a little bit by how much water you would ingest beforehand and, and whether you've trained or not, whether you've eaten. Um, so try not to fixate on that number on the scale. Try to sort of zoom out a little bit have some patience, eat foods that you enjoy that are minimally processed, try to eat frequent meals. Um, so every three to four hours that stops you wanting to snack, look to include protein with each of those meals of at least 30 to 40 grams if you're tracking. Um, and protein can be done like portion sizes by your palm of your hand as well. And that way you know that you're getting the right amount of protein for yourself. Um, so yeah, look up, um, you can find that online about uh, how you can use your hand for carbohydrates, protein and fats, so it'll be your thumb for your fats. Um, but also just know that it takes time. If you are looking to lose a lot of weight, it didn't come on overnight, so it's not going to drop off overnight. Have patience, look at the fundamentals, the foundations, the most simple things that often get overlooked are the ones that we're tripping up on. What is your sleep like? You do need to have, you know, as much sleep as possible, ideally around the seven hours um, or seven and a half if you're, you're thinking of sleep cycles because they're 90 minutes. Um, you need to obviously 
stay hydrated. You need to make sure you are actually in a deficit. You need to be exercising and you need to keep those stress levels down. So all of those things, if you're working towards all of those and you stay consistent, you will see that scale drop. But try not to have unrealistic expectations on yourself and put unnecessary stress on yourself as well. Um, unless obviously you have a particular time frame when you need to lose that weight. And again, obviously you can lose water to manipulate those scales and, and you know, obviously for an event, but that's not advisable. Um, it's the slow, sustainable approach that builds those correct habits um, and behaviors over time so that it's not a fad diet where you lose it and gain it all back and more, but that you know how to actually fuel your body correctly to live a life that you enjoy, that has all the right foods in there of flavors and tastes and enjoyment, and that you can maintain your weight that of the weight that you actually want um, but if you've got any questions with regards to this episode or the previous one about actually eating in a deficit feel free to head over to my website www.sassy10.com and you can fill in an inquiry form there but i'm on social media under plant-based fm also as sassy 10 fitness so feel free to reach out if this resonates with you please do share to your friends your family share the episode um, because this does enable the show to reach more people and maybe it is one of those things that's tripping someone else up so you are doing your good deed by sharing and it that one little piece of the missing puzzle that may you know send that weight loss trajectory in the right direction so i hope it helped and i will be doing another podcast about plant-based protein so if you are plant-based or vegan and you are struggling or you're new to this uh, diet and you are struggling with regards to getting that protein in uh, do check out the next episode until then stay safe mm -hmm.